Welcome to Make Possible Bite Size, a weekly podcast brought to you by Permutive, championing change in publishing, advertising and beyond. Each episode, we chat to an inspiring guest about their careers, their lives and how they're making change possible. Let's bite right in. Hello, everyone. Happy New Year. I'm Chloe Lambert, Head of Commercial Sales and Partnerships at the Association of Online Publishers, or the AOP. Welcome to Make Possible Bite Size, a podcast series in which inspiring people share how they're championing change and making a real difference in their fields. During the month of January 2021, the AOP is partnering with Permitive to provide some fresh perspectives from our industry friends and our publisher community. We will be asking three thought-provoking questions of our guests, and we will get their answers to you in less than 10 minutes. Today on the show, I'm delighted to be joined by the visionary and changemaker, Ali Hanan, founder and CEO at Creative Equals. Hi, Ali. Hi. Hi from New Zealand. <laughs> Thank you for joining us from New Zealand. We've managed to make this work this morning, so I'm really, really delighted to do that. How about we start with a quick intro from you on who you are and what Creative Equals are all about? Brilliant. Well, Happy New Year, everybody, and thank you so much for inviting me to be, be part of this uh, uh, series. It's it's always feels a bit embarrassing to be called inspiring, but thank you. That's kind. Um, so Creative Equals, I set up Creative Equals about four years ago to really challenge the creative industry sector to, to do better on diversity, equality and, and inclusion. Um, I've been a creative director since 1999. And if you, if just some stats for you, actually, um, in the UK, 83% of our creative directors are men, 17% um, are women. And of course, only one to 2% of them uh, come a woman from a black, Asian, multi-ethnic background. So we have a massive challenge on, you know, who, who is making the work. And we have a phrase that who makes the work shapes the work. And actually, if we turn our gaze onto journalism, we also know that 95% of journalists are white and 45% of them go to a public school. So, you know, what our core belief is, is that you have to have diverse teams sitting at the table to create diverse editorial, diverse marketing, diverse creative, all the different types of audiences that we serve. And the challenge that we have is you get bias that gets written into that whole process if you don't have diverse teams at the, at the, at the table. And also you, you potentially miss out on talking to a whole bunch of uh, audiences, particularly multicultural audiences, uh, and particularly, you know, uh, older, younger audiences, all types of different audiences, if we don't have those teams at the table. And we can prove and we know that diversity and inclusion is a core driver for creativity, for innovation, for product productivity and profitability. So, um, so many amazing reasons to really put that at the front of every agenda, every day, and every way. So yeah, that's a little bit about creative equals. And yeah, I feel like we've become a real force for change in the sector over the last four years. So yeah, it's, it's, it's been a journey. Perfect, absolutely, I couldn't agree more. And I think probably we saw a lot of change happening last year as well. You know, 2020 definitely was a, a year of change for everybody. Um, and I think that the attention is moving in the right direction, particularly from a publisher perspective too. Um, so let's start and kick off with our first make possible question. It is a tricky one. What are you most proud of? Yeah, so I'm obviously most proud of our team. We have like the most phenomenal team. Just four years ago, there was just me and um, and a business assistant. And now we have a team of 10 and we move mountains every day. Actually, one of the things I am most proud of that the whole team um 
did and collaborated on with the entire industry was obviously, you know, what we've seen with the backdrop of the pandemic in, in 2020 was I think a lot of people, particularly in lockdown one, um, there was this, you know, quietness that went in, everyone was very hyper-localized and, you know, I think everyone went into quite an existential place of, you know, who, you know, what do I stand for? Who do I, you know, what do I believe? What's it like just to be at my home? And of course, and with that backdrop, George Floyd was brutally murdered and the Black Lives Matter movement, which has been around for years, um, swept across the, de the, 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 the globe, swept up into every business. And with a, with a whole bunch of community groups from across the sector, we were able to pull together a letter, Adlan commits. And we got like over 500 signatories to really sign up to 10 uh, commitments to really you know, push the agenda on uh, ethnic representation at every level across the sector. So I'm most proud of that. And our team worked day and night uh, across the sector with so many different uh, organizations to really make that happen. With media for all, advertising, brand advance, NABs, ISBA, the IPA, AOP, you know, so it was just a, a phenomenal time. And I really hope that this time, uh, that when we sort of start looking at the stats on that, that we can really see that it had a had a massive impact and that we really shifted uh, shifted things. So most proud of that. And we've also campaigned around uh, press pause. So really, you know. It, getting people to have conversations about inclusion at the uh, editorial and creative tables. And also we run a program called Creative Comeback for returners coming back to the sector after an extended career break, found four out of five of them jobs in 2019. 2020 hasn't been so brilliant, obviously, because of all the restructures and the challenges that the sector has faced. But for every story that we hear from our returners about, I got my life back, I got my job back, and I'm thriving, I've, you know, killing it in the sector where, you know, that that makes me feel super proud. So yeah, there you go. I, I think you should be feeling super proud. It's an amazing and incredible achievement. You know, there's, there's three separate initiatives, essentially, that you just outlined in amongst all the other work that you're doing. Galvanizing our industry is never going to be easy. We all know that. <laughs> but, you know, Adeline Commits has certainly seen huge, huge sway of uh, enthusiasm and support. And I know that you are updating all the way through as well so you're tracking those commitments and not just allowing that to kind of be something that you've ticked at the beginning of the year and left to drift so I think that's that's really impressive work so thank you this leads us nicely on to our second question what are you focusing on today to move onward and upward at work Hug. Yeah, I really thought hard about this question um, because uh, I think, you know, the thing is, is what we see is, and, you know, I guess it's applying this to our own team, but also applying it to, you know, it, this, these four sort of philosophies apply to every other team. And I think, you know, it's also really challenging in the pandemic. So what am I, for, so in terms of what am I focusing on at work, there's sort of four things that we know really drive inclusion within teams. So there is the, 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 the concept of, um, I have to feel connected to the people that I work with so that real sense of uh, connection and communication the second thing is I really have to feel like I have a future here at the company so what does career progression look like for me you know what's the kind of what's my goals what are, what are we looking looking to do you know and that's you know as a team as a company um, and you know what does career progression paths look like are there people around at the top that look and sound like like me that's you know the second thing third thing is being really aligned to the purpose of a company so I think with the pandemic and everything that's happened I think people have really asked what do I stand for what do I get up in the morning for who do I advocate for am I just against racism or am I actually anti-racist so really thinking about you know what 
the core drivers of, of businesses are. Um, but uh, equally, you know, uh, how am I really part of this team and how do I feel like I'm communicated and connected to the people that work around me? So I think that, you know, every day that work is work that we do with ourselves. And, you know, as a leader, you know, I have to really drive that within our own team. And sometimes it's obviously really challenging working in New Zealand, <laughs> doing that really, really remotely. But equally, you know, I think that's the, all, all of those lessons are really good for every business. And the other book I'm just reading, I'm just gonna got it right here, is this is a fantastic book. It's called The Five Dysfunctions of a Team. And this also talks about five kind of pillars to really drive. Uh, and it's really think, interesting reading the book and thinking about putting the lens of inclusion through uh, those five dysfunctions, you know, trust, uh, again, communication, accountability. Um, oh, what's the fifth, fourth and fifth one? Anyway, I really recommend it as a, as, a, as a 2021 read and really thinking about your own teams and how you're setting your own goals. Perfect. Yeah. I, think, I think that's absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much. That leads us really onto our final question for today's Bite Size Show. And that is, what has been your guiding light or philosophy in making things possible? Okay, so we did, so I'm gonna drop an F-bomb. I'm gonna give you the F-bomb warning. <laughs> but I think the fabulous thing is I've turned, I've turned, I'm 52, I'm turning 53 this year. And one thing I've really come to realize as I've gotten to my 50s is that time is really short. So I believe in what I call the fuck it factor. And knowing that actually I've probably got like limited years and time on the planet. So when I wake up in the morning, I always put things through the fuck it factor filter, which is like, you know, if I'm, I'm questioning myself, should I do this or that? I think, well, if I've got limited time and I've really got to do the things that I believe in and I feel are going to live, live out my values and purpose, then fuck it, I'm going to do that. So, you know, and I think that is particularly in terms of like, you know, having hard conversations and, you know, facing up to things that are uncomfortable. I think, you know, when I was younger, I really avoided conflict and I found that, you know, found that, um, you know found things like that difficult to handle but now I'm like okay fuck it I have to have this difficult conversation I have to do the thing that makes me feel uncomfortable I have to move because time is limited and precious and you know we have to make the most of what we've got yeah so there we go so yeah so sorry for the f-bomb but you know I think the fuck it factor is no I love it I think I think that stands up brilliantly and I think maybe more of us should adopt that policy maybe even younger to you know take advantage and be those change makers we want to see absolutely you know it's kind of the philosophy of creative equals right is you know we can't make the change if we're not if we're not there making it happen ourselves um, and we want to see that change you know so we have to do something about it i think that's a perfect way to end so thank you so much for being part of today's uh, episode with us i hope you enjoyed it it's been brilliant thank hearing you. your insights and i'm sure loads of people are going to be really inspired by what, what you shared with them today it leaves me with thanking all the listeners and viewers for tuning in to the special episode of make possible bite size the AOP is back next week with another inspiring guest talking about what they do to champion change, think in exciting new ways and make a difference. So that all that leaves for me to say is thank you and goodbye. Thank you, everybody. Thanks, Chloe. Thanks, Ali. <laughs>